G'day, Simon. Hi, Jules. Uh, mate, before we talk the action of the park, of course, the world of football lost an icon in the passing of Sir Bobby Charlton, aged 86. I know you're a man, city man through and through, but, you know, this United legend, a, a giant of the game. Yeah. Uh, even us Blues had respect for Bobby Charlton. Um, it's a very sad day. Uh, perhaps one that's not entirely unexpected. He'd been suffering from dementia for a while. He was 86. Um, but in terms of what he did on the field and for the sport of football, uh, he's, he's up there in the top four or five players of all time, uh, as far as I'm concerned. 106 caps for England, 49 goals, won the World Cup, uh, won the European Cup with Manchester United's league titles, FA Cups, everything. And aside of that, and I had the pleasure of meeting Sir Bobby on a couple of occasions many years ago, uh, a very nice, humble, very quiet guy. Uh, didn't really like the spotlight, which is perhaps why he didn't make it as a manager, which is probably his only failing in football, really. But uh, he wasn't cut out for it. Uh, and he'll be remembered, rightly, for his wonderful exploits on the pitch. Uh, he, he truly was uh, once in a lifetime, really. Yeah, well said. You know, I caught um, United and Sheffield United this morning with that news sort of filtering through and Ten Hag had a few words to say and it was 1-1 one, one at half time and you felt they just, they can't possibly lose, man, United. <laughs> you know, with the spectre, I suppose, yeah. uh, hanging over. The, we'll get to the Premier League at the moment. Of course, the, the A-League up and running for another season. You called the Big Blue last night. It was then now Tony Popovich's men claim bragging rights. So, you know, I wonder how Steve Corrick is feeling, Australia Cup champions. Uh, they did have much of the running for, for that game last night. Well, they dominated possession, Sydney, uh, throughout, but they were a little bit toothless up top. And to be honest, Melbourne Victory played them off a break. Uh, they were terrific last night, very solid defensively. Uh, and when they went forwards, they went forwards in numbers and created a lot of chances. And to be honest, for an hour, I thought the only problem for Victory was is that they couldn't take any of those opportunities. And there were some good ones among them. Um, and you wondered whether it was going to come back to bite them. But uh, anyway, Bruno Fornaroli, as he so often does, mm. uh, got the first goal. And, uh, and then Zinedine Mashash, the, the new uh, import from overseas, got the second. So a comfortable win in the end. Um, and they will hope that gives them a platform now to, to go and have a much better season than they did last time around. Yeah, it was a bit of a gift, wasn't it, for Fornaroli's goal? But I thought defensively, victory yeah, yeah. found a a way to shut down the threat of, you know, Lolly and Caceres. Adelaide United, they, they were good against the Mariners 3-0. You know, this is, they've got a lot of youth this side. It's, you know, how do you, I just want to get your thoughts generally on, on where you see them this year. But but further to that, the Mariners, considering, you know, with Nick Montgomery gone and, and you know, Silvera and, and Cummings and a few others, how you see the respective yeah. fortunes for this season? Well, look, for the Mariners, it's going to take a little while for all those new players to gel. They have lost, you know, the, essentially the spine of the team that won them uh, the title last year, not just Jason Cummings, but Sammy Silvera, uh, Nectar Triantis as well. He was very good for them uh, at centre-back. And, of course, they've got a new coach in Mark Jackson with Nick Montgomery moving on to Scotland. So, you know, th these things take time to settle. It's a similar story with Melbourne City, who, who was the team that they beat in the grand final. I actually thought the Mariners were really good for 15, 20 minutes. And then... You know, they, they got two pretty bad injuries, two players who were forced off the field, and uh, it, it seemed as though they <coughs> excuse me, lost their rhythm a little bit. And with all credit to Adelaide, uh, they ran over the top of them, uh, three goals and three very important points. Because it's, 
it's been a tricky off season for the Reds. You know, they've lost Craig Goodwin, their talisman, hmm. uh, one or two others as well, and haven't really made a lot of signings. Only Ryan Tunnicliffe, the Englishman who uh, started off at Manchester United, and I, I think there was a little bit of discontent amongst Reds fans that they hadn't been more active in the transfer market. But when you've got a crop of young players that Carl Beard has that are so good, Iran Kunder, of course, being the star among them. Uh, maybe you don't need these signings, and uh, certainly they, you know, they didn't have any problems on Friday night. But it's a long season; it's only one game, uh, but a good start for the Reds. MacArthur one, Brisbane one, Western United two over Melbourne City one this afternoon. The Wanderers and Wellington Phoenix at Combank Stadium. I, I live in that area; it's it's warming up rather nicely, I have to say, out in Sydney's west. And then uh, Alan Stajic in charge of the Perth Glory against the Newcastle Jets. Now to the Premier League. Uh, Arsenal, what about this? Simon, stunning fight back. Two goals down. I think Chelsea thought, finally, finally, but somehow secured a dramatic 2-2 draw. Well, you know, come the end of the season, that's the sort of result and that point could be so crucial. Um, it appeared for much of the game, though, Chelsea were going to make a statement win. Arsenal were below par, but somehow they found a way back in. Declan Rice and... Leandro Trossard late on to, to grab a point at Stamford Bridge. And it shows that they're a much more resilient side than they were a couple of years back. It maintains their unbeaten records. Uh, they're, not, they're not quite been able to hit the summit as yet. Manchester City is still there, but uh, they're going to be there or thereabouts again, Arsenal, this season. He's, again, made some good signings in the off-season. Uh, they've got quality and now you know some strength and depth as well. I think Declan Rice is an excellent acquisition. Um, and I think they're, they're going to go pretty close, the Gunners. Now, the other derby, the Merseyside derby, Liverpool, Everton. Look, Everton sort of always need, I suppose, a lot to go their way, and it didn't have much go their way with Ashley Young sent off for a couple of bookable offences. A, a double to Mo Salah, and they've extended their dominance over their struggling neighbours. Yeah, I watched this game last night, and to be honest, it, it wasn't the best. Um, it was a bit of a scrap as derbies often are. Liverpool were generally on top and particularly after Ashley Young had uh, been dismissed, as you rightly said, to yellow cards. And I, I think Everton will feel a little bit aggrieved. They defended very well for the most part. Um, Ibrahim Okanate could have easily been sent off as well to Liverpool, but, but he wasn't. Um, there were a couple of questionable decisions, you could say, that went Liverpool's way. Um, but in the end, you know, Mo Salah proved to be the difference, uh, converting the penalty after Michael Keane had handled the ball inside the box. And then as Everton were pushing for that late equaliser, they left themselves completely exposed on the counter and uh, Salah tucked away second, which means he's now scored more goals at Anfield than both Kenny Dalglish and Steven Gerrard. Mm. So a nice little milestone for him. And again, Liverpool, similar to Arsenal, you know, they're going to be there or thereabouts this season. Yeah, Mo in, in elite company. No doubt, pleased with City's win. You know, Brighton's a tricky opponent. Uh, now, you're back on top of the table, courtesy of that win, uh, having lost your previous two league games, but goals through Alvarez yeah. and Haaland. Yeah, uh, good win for City. Uh, a bit nervy late on. Uh, Ansu Fati got uh, one back, and uh, Manuel Akanji was dismissed in stoppage time. Second bookable offence, which... Uh, it's going to rule them out of the Manchester derby next week, which is uh, a bit of a blow. Uh, City have had their, you know, their injury concerns and suspension as well with uh, with Rodri. But Rodri was back. John Stones was back. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne is still a way off. But um, yeah, City have lost twice, but are still top, which uh, 
it's an ominous sign, although they might not be there for long because Spurs, of course, play Fulham on Monday. Mm. Now, Newcastle, they're an interesting tale, aren't they? Early season struggles look to be a distant memory. 4-0 against Crystal Palace. I mean, this is a side now, Simon, that are, that are piling on the goals. Yeah, I mean, you know, Eddie Howe's done a terrific job there. Um, I know he's got money now with the, with the Saudi investment, but you've still got to be able to spend it wisely. And uh, he's got a goal scorer as well in Callum Wilson that you also need uh, at the very top level. Uh, he scored one of the four goals uh, yesterday. Sean Longstaff got another one. as a, a big call for him to be involved in the England squad. I think Gareth Southgate might even have been watching uh, a very one-sided contest. Uh, Palace were never really in it. They've got a couple of injuries, particularly to Michael Olise and Eberichieze, which uh, left them a bit short up top. But uh, Newcastle now, I think it's is it five consecutive home victories. Mm. They're very strong at St James's Park, and uh, again, they're going to be another team that's potentially in the mix come season's end. Yeah, their fourth win in five Premier League matches. Elsewhere, we had Brentford over Burnley 3-0. Wolves came from behind to beat Bournemouth 2-1. Luton, well done to them, recovered from 2-0 down to draw 2-2 against Forest. And then I caught this game this morning. Man United overcame Sheffield United 2-1 at at Bramall Lane. Scott McTominay, for all the talk about shopping him around, uh, maybe he's buoyed by Scotland's performance in the Euro. He's, He's in a rich vein of form. Yeah, uh, and he scored a hugely important goal against Brentford the week before, which uh, you know got United back into a game that really looked to have slipped away from them. So he gets a bit of stick, Scott McTominay. I don't think he's always a fan favourite. He's not the flashiest of players, but uh, he comes up with the goods and he keeps getting picked by Eric Ten Hag. And as you said at the start of the chat, given the passing of Sir Bobby Charlton, that was probably fitting that... Uh, Manchester United got the win against Sheffield United. As long as they don't win the derby next week. (laughs) And I think that's a good note for me to say farewell to you, Simon. Always a pleasure to chat. (laughs) We'll catch you on the Global Game. Thanks, Jules. Thank you. Uh, There he is, Simon Hill.